This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 22. Thank you for joining me once more for this monthly look at all things AE taken from the written form at aindex.org and put to the verbal, as it were. This month, our focus of the show is the 100th AE format book being released and then passed along, followed by our normal schedule of shipping changes, solicitations, sales, letters, new releases, and reviews. Let's discuss 100th AE format. If you go to the Artist Edition uh, Index, which is at aeindex.org, and then uh, the full index page, at the bottom, actually you'll find it in my list of items, but otherwise you can go to the bottom, and it's called the Master List. And the columns are sortable, so right now it goes starts at 1 and goes to 102 at present. But if you uh, click release order, you can, you can resort it and go reverse. So the 100th AE format book release was Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition. And since then, two more have been released after it. John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition and Terry Moore's Strangers in Paradise Gallery Edition. But that 100th did come out in August. So as part of that, I thought we'd do a little celebrating on the AE-Nix site. And... Uh, with that, I asked if anybody on the forums that I participate in had any questions, and they did have a bunch of questions for me about uh, how I started, how the website started, what made me want to collect these things, and move into that kind of format. Did I have any collecting tips? Was the strategy or the method I used did it, you know, how, what was the method? Did it work out? What are my top five books? What are my bottom five books? So you can find all that information there. It's all at the website. I don't want to give any spoilers. I will, uh, I will give one because it wasn't a question, but I worked it in and I said, uh, you know, here are my top five want list. And that's Paul Smith, John Bolton, Frank Bellamy, Alex Raymond, and Jorge Zafino. Um, three of those are from my 80s nostalgia. That uh, That's when I was collecting comics. That's uh, Smith, Bolton, and Zafino. But uh, Bellamy, a great English artist that I don't feel gets enough recognition in this side of the pond. And, of course, Alex Raymond, the uh, stunning Hal Foster, Prince Valiant, Fantagraphic Studio Edition came out, and I, I'd love to see a companion volume of Alex Raymond that we've got the two masters of the 1930s comic strip art. Other than that, lots of uh, lots of answers in the site, so please go and check out the post called Questions from the Forums. As well, to celebrate this 100th uh, volume, I updated the AEMIA, which is Missing After Announcing, 2018 edition. So anything that was listed in the 2017 edition that had no updates whatsoever. I did not bring forward and that that's the sort of the format I'm going to use for this moving forward on an annual basis. 
But if there was some news that I had failed to use, then that did make a, an appearance this time around. So the uh, graffiti designs announcing Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and Killing Joke when they first made the graphic available in, I think it was 2014, and then we have yet to see either of those. But the other th- that were announced, Ronin, um, the Kelly Jones Gallery Batman, uh, Dark Knight Returns, and Sandman, those have all been released. Um, why did, you know, the... Uh, I had Star Slammers listed last year, but this year someone sent me a link with an interview with Simon sent on why the Star Slammers Artist Edition didn't come out. As well this year, we had the podcast from Felix Liu when he talked to Bob Chapman and got the info on why there hasn't been a Batman Year One Gallery Edition yet, why what happened with the G.I. Joe Artifact Edition, or Artist Edition, I guess it was called. And such and such, the... Lots of uh, info there. So please, again, go to that post and read a bit more. I don't want to give it all away. And that is, again, called AEMIA Missing After Announcing 2018 Edition. I have one more 100th AE format celebration, and that is a listing of all the variant covers for all these AE format books. Um, our good friend to the site, Talon, who was my first Patreon patron and active on the forums, has uh, sent me a list of what he has for variant covers. I think we've discussed this before on the site, but I'm not really a fan of variant covers. I don't see the point. Let's, you know, as opposed to using resources for two or three different covers, let's just, you know, release a standard edition and work on getting that out on time. That'd be awesome. I don't see the point when your books are normally on your bookshelf what it matters really whether you have one cover image or the other but it is an interest and uh, something that's been uh, talked about previously amongst uh, AE format uh, aficionados and fans so I'll get that up as a service to my followers look for that sometime in early September all right, let's get back to our, then back to our discussing our normal schedule. And again, looking at the rundown of the show, let's talk shipping changes. Not that many this month. Uh, the most ridiculous one was the Best of Amparella Magazine Art Edition moving from September of this year to July of 2019. So, I mean, it was already two years late. Now we're going to move on to almost three years. Um, Pete Craig Russell's Salome and other stories find out edition is... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's a new listing. That's not a date change. I gave uh, cats out of the bag there anyways. And then uh, we got some To Be Determines, which is the Thicker Than Blood Collected Artwork Edition. And the P. Craig Russell's Jungle Book and Other Stories Final Edition. Uh, Wayne Allen Harold, friend of the site as well, posted on the forums that uh, that book was received by Diamond this week, which I would I would say it's a couple weeks then before it hits the store. So, but we should see an updated date from Diamond next week. So, not a lot of movement uh, or new things. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm really falling apart today. 
the other change was Jim Lee's or Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition moving to from September to November 28th. So two month push. Hopefully that will be the final move. Let's hope. All right. Now that I messed that up completely, let's try and get back on track with solicitations. And as I just said, the solicit one AE format book was solicited in the Diamond uh, Previews catalog, the September 2018 catalog. And that was P. Craig Russell's Salome and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. Give you the blurb. Three feature-length stories of music and murder from multiple Eisner and Harvey Award winner P. Craig Russell. Plus three bonus musical shorts make for a drop-dead gorgeous fine art edition. This beautiful 12-inch by 17-inch oversized hardcover features the complete stories Salome, The Clowns, The Godfather's Code, Unto This World, Ein Heldentraum, and Between Two Worlds, all scanned from P. Craig Russell's stunning original art. While appearing to be in black and white, each page has been scanned in color to recreate as closely as possible the experience of viewing the actual originals, including blue pencils, notes, art corrections, and more. Pages are reproduced at original size on heavy paper stock to provide fans, aficionados, and collectors with the best possible reproductions. Publication date, November 7th. 12 by 17, 132 pages, 125 US. Now, this book may sound familiar, and that's because it was solicited on Kickstarter and is scheduled for release or shipping uh, in uh, early September. Um, Wayne Allen Herald just posted some pictures that uh, the five skids of these books, which I think are 500 copies of this book, arrived at his house. Now he's got to go through the process of mailing them out to the Kickstarter supporters, so that's nice. You know, when I read this blurb and I, th- and I think to myself, oh, look, they're going to go over what it means to be an AE format book, right? Well, appearing to be in black and white, each page has been scanned in color, and it includes blah, blah, blah. And you think to yourself, yeah, we know all that. Doesn't everybody know an artist edition? But it was interesting. I was at uh, Fan Expo. I'm going to do a sideline here. I'm going down a rabbit hole. I was, on, I was at Fan Expo Canada today in Toronto, Ontario. And I was in line for John Byrne. No, uh, he didn't show up. So he's there for three days and did the, a few signings this morning, and then I'm not sure about the rest of the schedule. But I was there with fans, and the uh, you know the guy in front of me and another gentleman in front of him had some had their comic books, and they were getting them ready. And they said, "Oh, what do you have to sign?" And I said, "I don't have our, I have these artist editions." And they just smiled and nodded at me. And I said, "Do you know what an artist edition is?" And they said, "No." So I had to take out my fantastic John Burns Fantastic Four artist edition, put it on the table, showed them what it was about. They were amazed, and uh, I was a bit surprised. I guess I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm so entrenched and immersed in this environment with the site and following the news and it just being part of my everyday routine almost that I forget sometimes that not everybody knows this format. And I mean, if we look at sales numbers, I mean, what are these, you know, on, on a, on a launch month, these books can sell, you know, a hundred, 200, 300, 1500. I think most are in that 300 group. And very few are in that 1500 group. But we can be surprised. But it's not a big market. And yet the uh, retail, not retailers, but the publishers really don't do any sort of promotion for these books. You don't see a lot of fanfare outside of, you know, the solicitation. Maybe it's a page. 
Maybe it's half a page. Maybe it's just a paragraph in Diamond Previews. And that's it. You look at um, Dynamite, who has gotten five fine art editions, or art editions that they call them, under their belt. The, the three Red Sonias, the um, Vampirella, Jose Gonzalez's Vampirella, and then the Walt Simonson's Battlestar Galactica. Yet, they have Best of Vampirella solicited, and on their website, it says that it shipped in 2016, because it was put up there, and they've never updated the solicitation information. Maybe there'll be a preview page, maybe there'll be a couple pages, but it's scans of the original art. It's not previews of the books, it's just sort of, that's how it is, and it's a bit disappointing. But, you know, how do we get the word out on this, other than I, you know, I'm doing my part running the index and I think when we get the opportunity to uh, on social media to praise a book that we're enjoying then try and share that with your your friends your online fans and spread the word of these books all right stepping off my soapbox let's move on to July 2018 sales numbers so two AE format books released in July of 2018 and the first ranked at number 168 of 500, and that is The Prisoner, original art edition, with 554 copies. And the second one at number 465 in the rankings was Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition at 217 copies. Now, Diamond has changed, I think, the last couple months to 500, top 500, as opposed to top 300. So now we're seeing some of these books additionally that we weren't seeing otherwise. And I was really happy to see Lone Wolf and Cub uh, make the list because normally uh, Dark Horse or any of the publishers that um, sell their books through Amazon or other online retailers don't normally make the list I think because discounts are offered through those online sources and people take that as opposed to the local comic shop or the online comic shop like things from another world but nice to see the data here so two units sold or published and two units making the list um, we'll never really know the sales numbers because we get these extrapolated from diamond and publishers don't release sales numbers and they don't release print runs but all we can do is encourage them to do that all right let's talk out of print sales again this is the monthly look at uh, diamond i'm sorry ebay sales for books that either show back order out of print that's my criteria and I'm only going to discuss the ones that sold things and again these numbers are ones and twos there's a three on here and that's low volume you know you look at eBay as a whole I'm looking at basically anything selling worldwide and you know the average here is one copy in a month so again, thinking, you know, this is a big market and then realizing that just how small this community is. All right, let's talk it. Let's talk eBay sales. Alien, the illustrated story, the original art edition, sold one copy, $80. Bernie Wright's an artifact edition, sold one copy for $136.01. That's a, good, a little bit of a premium or of a cover and uh, being out of print. But as we heard last month, uh, we should see second print. Uh, Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer Artist Edition, second print. One copy sold for $97.15. One copy of Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for $75. Well, it's low. 
One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition sold for $119.99. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the world's greatest artist edition, sold for $149.99. One copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition for $140, so a bit of a premium there. For the, I think that was the third artist edition. P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition, one copy sold, $71. That was that strange, uh, you know, it seems to be picking up speed where Diamond doesn't order enough or Diamond just orders enough of these to meet initial orders and then drags their feet, maybe gets more copies in or doesn't like this P. Craig Russell Strange Dreams Artist Edition. All right. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition sold. 137.48 is the average. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition for $30. That is always hanging in there at that low rung. One copy of Usagi Ujimbo Samurai and Other Stories Gallery Edition sold for $65. So, what is a half a cover? One copy of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition sold for $300. There's a nice premium on a long out of print book. And three copies of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition sold for an average of $104.41. These links, like all the links on the site, are affiliate links. And if you decide to purchase something through clicking one of the links on the site, I get a few dollars. And that helps me keep the site going. Just like the links I have on the site asking people to become a Patreon patron of the site. And that is that level is that it starts at a dollar and you can contribute whatever you'd like to me. Those two methods are how I pay for these books and how I keep the site running. Uh, every book that is reviewed here is purchased by me. There are no review copies provided or comp copies. That has not happened yet. I can mean I can always have my fingers crossed, but so far the odds don't look good. The times I've reached out and requested them, I have been denied or ignored. So... Even when I'm not reaching out and others are reaching out to me, I'm still ignored. So, let's keep on the straight and narrow and I will keep purchasing these books. Alright, that's my commercial for this podcast as well. So, thanks for listening to that. Let's talk reviews this month. I'm sorry, I should have talked earlier back. Releases, new releases for this month. Let's talk the four releases in August. And those are, let's click my master list and go in reverse order. This month we saw Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition, Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition, John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition, and Terry Moore's Strangers in Paradise Gallery Edition. I have two of those reviewed and up on the site, and that's what we'll be discussing in a moment. Two I just got, and we'll be reviewing next month. Uh, Terry Moore, Strangers in Paradise Gallery Edition, just arrived um, and was just shipped on this past Wednesday, two days ago. And John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition was released on the 15th of August, but I didn't get my copy. I uh, had to track down a copy at Fan Expo today, so I was very happy to do that. Um, Of the retailers at Fan Expo, two had artist editions, one had their usual stack of artist editions that I see them with every year. I don't think they ever sell any. And one was just this lone John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition sitting on a shelf that I snatched up for undercover. So I was very happy for that. So you'll see those reviews coming next month. <clears throat> but let's talk the two books I did review. First up, Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition. Here's the blurb. 
a collection of beautiful stories featuring some of Jack King Kirby's most iconic and enduring heroes, Captain America, the X-Men, Ant-Man, and Sergeant Fury. Included in this glorious artist edition are complete stories of each and all drawn in the old twice-up format, meaning this is a big book. Additionally, several of Kirby's best monster stories are also included. Rounding off in true artist edition style is an extra-long gallery section filled with great and rare covers, pinups, and exceptional pages. Another Kirby winner from IDW Publishing. This was released August 1st. It's 15 by 22 inches, 176 pages. It's 150 U.S. cover price. And it is stunning. As with all twice-up 15 by 22-inch artist editions, it is just so amazing to look at the art, at the size that these artists work. When you look at things like this and you see the way that it was inked or the way the artwork was drawn, it is just stunning. And again, it's Kirby. And the beautiful thing about this is it's early Kirby. Not only do we get you know, the dawn of Kirby's Silver Age superhero work here with that first Ant-Man story, an early Captain America story with the Cosmic Cube, a very early Human Torch Strain Tales, uh, a Sergeant Fury, and then an early, early X-Men. Those are awesome and amazing for any Marvel Silver Age fan. But then we get this list of stories from the pre-Marvel Heroes Silver Age stuff, like the Atlas era stuff. Journey into Mystery, right? Strange Tales, Tales to Astonish. And this stuff is so gorgeous. The inks are just popping. The character design, you know, this, for me, pre-Marvel Silver Age Kirby is my absolute favorite. I love the monster stuff. I... Fighting American is actually my favorite Kirby stuff. And I would so love to see a Fighting American or the Fly artist edition. But who knows if that will ever come. On top of that stuff, the gallery is just really extensive. There's just so much there. And that, uh, you know, my, my all-time nostalgia cover of Avengers 16 is there in all its glory. And then some great Tales of Suspense and Thor. And just, it's just so amazing. Um, you know, my early collecting, um, I was first enamored with G.I. Joe. And then weeks after that, I was at a flea market and I started getting the Invaders. And then from there, I went Tales of Suspense and uh, Kirby Captain America. And that was, you know, those, those transitions happened quickly. And then Don Heck Avengers. Because it was uh, the Avengers were being reprinted in Marvel Triple Action, and that was uh, I was in, I was an early '80s you know comic kid, and this stuff just brings you right back. Uh, just amazing. This is uh, this the Thor and the Fantastic Four three Kirby twice up books. Uh, enough cannot be said about how amazing they are. They, I mean the Kirby Library is vast at this point in the artist edition format but uh it can only it can only get better just keep them coming all right second review this month that was published is jim starlin's marvel cosmic artifact edition uh here's the blurb jim starlin was one of the driving creative forces at marvel comics in the 1970s and 80s his turns on warlock captain america and others have laid the groundwork for much of the marvel universe for decades this artifact edition will include beautiful pages that have been scanned from the original art, including many rare and historic examples. 
This is definitely a book any Jim Starlin fan will want in their library. Released August 8th, 12 by 17 inch, 176 pages, 125 US. This is pretty standard. The uh, IDW now is, uh, you know, anything over 12 by 17, 125. Anything over 12 by 17 is 150. So interesting, uh, great introduction by Jim Starlin. And then it's an artifact edition. So random pages from Captain Marvel, random pages from Strange Tales, random pages from Warlock, and then a gallery section of, you guessed it, more random pages. Uh, there is one colored page in here. That's a nice uh, oddity. And a uh, good amount of covers and things. I, uh, as I said in the review, I'm not a fan of Jim Starlin, but, uh, because I run this site and I try and review everything, I bought this and reading it and looking at it and, you know, flipping page by page and enjoying the book, you can get a sense of appreciation for the artist. It doesn't, I don't, you know, I'm still not a fan, but you can certainly get an appreciation for the work that was done and the art there. Um... Not crazy about the Captain Marvel pages, but I did enjoy the Strange Tales pages and the Warlock pages. I like the uh, Starlin's approach to how he was drawing women at the time. It's got a real uh, Windsor Smith vibe to it. And they're just really interesting. Like the layouts, but uh, like I said, it's mo yes, mostly how he does the women. Uh, the faces, the hair, just a really clean, interesting look. Yeah, uh... I don't know. There was talk on the forum that uh, some of these pages are in, out of order, that they're not uh, labeled correctly. I don't have the source material, so I don't have that uh, to compare. I guess I could look online, maybe get a digital copy, and then compare the pages, but it's not that important to me. It's worth noting that the uh, they're there, and you may spot the page out of order, but just enjoy it as it is. That's the reviews there. It's, you know, it's, it's always interesting to do a review in a podcast like this because the reason I started the A index was so that I could do multiple photos, 20 to 30 photos of a book so that you could get a visual representation of the material and not just, you know, a, a, a written uh, blurb or a written review with no pictures. You can take in other pictures and then I will discuss the you know, build and fit and finish, if you will, of the book, the scan quality. And now of the last few months, my personal take on the book, how it fits into the AE format canon. But it's, uh, it's interesting, no question, to get on the site and to really enjoy visually these reviews. Uh, everything we've talked about today are all in print or on the site. Go to anix.org and please uh, look at these so that you can get a nice visual grasp of the material before making your purchases. And if you do purchase, again, please use the, the links on the site. Uh, that's about it for me this month. I'm pretty tired, actually, from my Fan Expo visit. I should uh, speak about it. I got uh, a few things signed. Uh, like I said, J Byrne wasn't at his table, so I didn't get that signed. Art Adams signed uh, my things. I had uh, Lee Bermejo sign. And 
It really, you know, it brings the question, should I bother getting stuff signed? Because if the artist isn't going to do something extra, maybe a little head sketch, a little, you know, like sort of like Don Rosa did with my, uh, with my book there. Do I really want to go through the effort of carrying these books to a convention and getting them signed? I, uh, <laughs> I've kept, I was a paper boy, you know, three decades ago. And uh, I kept the bag because it was able to handle weight so well that I just kept it around. And if I had to move something heavy, I could put it in there. Well, this time around, I had five artist editions in my bag. And it weighed a lot. And I'm slinging it over my shoulder, walking through um, Toronto and then through the convention to get this stuff signed. So if it's just a simple signature, I think I may decline from getting stuff hauled around anymore. But we will have to encourage people to discuss on the forum um, if an artist does a little extra flourish, I know Don Rosa, I know Stan Sakai, so I'll have to look at, uh, maybe getting a list of that material as well so that people know when to bring an artist edition to a convention or a show and, uh, when it's worth the extra effort. That's, uh, as I said, that's it for me this month. Please visit the site, aenx.org. Uh, visit us on the Facebook at, uh, facebook.com slash artist edition index or on the Twitter at aenx. I can be reached at scott at aenx.org for any of your questions, comments, concerns, suggestions. Please uh, reach out to me. I try and answer any question I can and uh, try to implement uh, suggestions when they benefit the site and uh, the readership. Thanks and have yourself a great month.